You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. Have we got a treat for you today? That's right. You read the title. We are talking all about sexual superpowers. And to do that today, we have with us Dr. Elsbeth Moit and Freddie Zental Weaver of the Tantra Nova Institute. Do you two want to say hello? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Fabulous. So, oh, hello. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. As I said, we're going to talk about sexual superpowers and and what's at the heart of this, right? Those of you who are fans of the show, you know that when we talk about superpowers, we mean superpowers. We mean the ability to manage our energetic systems, to to express creatively, to know that we are creators here in this universe, that the universe responds to us. And that's true in our relationships as well, especially true in our relationship. We're incredibly responsive beings. And when you put two or more of us together, right, with the intent of coming together in love and light, brilliant things happen. There is an exponential power that we share in that and it can get, get super messy, right? We know this, where humans gather, messiness happens sometimes, um, especially when you're bringing to, to, together individuals who have their own versions of reality, right? We all kind of live in our own, on our own mental scapes. And when you're talking about coupling, you're trying to merge worlds and build something new together. And we know so many of you would love to have more fulfillment in that, um, more satisfaction in that, to feel feel a deeper connection with the person or people that you're in relationship with. There are all kinds of ways to make up relationships, but at the heart of it, it involves humans and, and we're, we're connective beings. And, and so we're going to talk about that today, about what happens when we choose to come into those spaces in love, in light, in creative expression and 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 with joy and and how can you do that when you're not feeling that way right when you, you'd really feel a million other things but joy and love in that moment so we're going to talk about all of those things today on the show as we tackle this sexual superpowers conversation so we'll start off this show Elizabeth and Freddie with the question what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good so the word really conscious up with within me the moment when I went towards discovering or perhaps uncovering my superpower. And that was over 20 years ago. Um, before that, I felt like I was doing the pieces, you know, in terms of training, developing myself, career-wise, all of that. However, when I, and in the 90s, I was a management consultant and had gotten really good at it. However, there was something missing for me, not in the consulting, but in my personal life where I was very despaired about relationships and that intimate relationship. And that was the moment when I decided to delve deeply into meditation and the practice of Tantra. And it really opened up a whole new world that led me to what I'm doing now and how I met Freddie. And that is my fullest self-expression of my physical, sexual, emotional, and spiritual self. And in my own healing journey that I now can support others in coming together in this trinity of the physical, emotional, and the spiritual 
And that for me is now my superpower <laughs> in my own further evolution and then sharing it with others. Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. Freddie, how about you? Well, I, my superpower is definitely the work we've been doing for the last 22 years here at Tantra Nova Institute here in Chicago and around the world. And doing this work has been, for me, a real expression of all the pieces of my life that I've done well, that I like to do, that I love to do, and that are just naturally what I do. Um, I, like Elsbeth, was in, this, in the corporate America arena for 20 years. I met Elsbeth 22 years ago, and almost six months to the day we met, I, what we call, transcended the romantic drama and created this work, Tantra Nova Institute. So the superpower for me is sharing with people how they can unlock this intelligence that is encapsulated in sexual energy that is available to all of us. And with consciousness and the sexual energetic, we can unleash the capacity to get past our own belief about what's possible to move with grace, ease, and flow towards that thing. Fabulous. Beautiful, beautiful responses. And I love um, that you talked about your work at Tantra Nova, and you've worked with over 10,000 couples in this space. So I dare say you're the experts in this conversation. Um, and, and I appreciate, Freddie, that you brought in the sexuality of this. I think a lot of times we we like to leave that out, right? We get kind of squirmish, but depending on your cultural beliefs and your background and where you were raised, like it's not always comfortable to talk about things like sex. And yet there's tremendous power, creative energy that gets uh, cultivated um, individually and, and with partners when we know how to work with that energy. Napoleon Hill even talked about it in Think and Grow Rich. It's like, but we like to leave that chapter out, right? It's like, it's kind of like leaving the love chapter out of uh, Ogmandino's book of the greatest sales salesman in the world. It's like love, creative energy. It is what fuels the universe. And when we choose to harness it and know how to harness it, there is an exponential power that's present. It is how we create. So when we shy away from it or we're taught away from it, right? A lot of us are taught shame in our bodies, shame in our sexuality. Um, so when we come together with another person, it's like, what's okay? What's not okay? Can I even bring this up? Will they still love me if I talk about this? Like so much drama. I love that you talked about the relationship drama. So talk to me a little bit about your experience, you know, you mentioned being able to transcend that place and saying, hey, we've now cultivated something together. I think we can help others with this. What was that like for you? Yeah, I would like to, before I go there, you know, pick up from what you said about the sexual, because yes, the sexual is often so vilified or misunderstood, mm -hmm. suppressed oppressed or obsessed this energy sexual energy and sex and sexual energy are not the same sex is the action sexual energy is the life force mm, beautiful the life force is the one that has brought us into this life so we are the result of two parents and all of us and uh, no matter if we had them in our life or not but there is the spark and that spark stays with us throughout our entire life until we leave this planet and Yes, it's like you said earlier, shame, embarrassment, fear. It's the most powerful energy there is. 
because it brings forth life more powerful than nuclear energy because nuclear energy, while it can destroy whole, whole countries and even continents, also can heat up our, you know, houses, but it cannot create life. So how would it be if we became aware more of that energy and then learn, as you call it earlier, harnessing that energy, just as we can harness love energy, mental energy, spiritual energy. It has to do with bringing our awareness to that energy. And you probably can imagine when we tap deep, deeper into our sexual energy, our sexual superpower, stuff may come up that is not coherent with that wonderful life-giving energy. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when I have to experience that secretively or in case I was sexually abused, there is like wounding, there is a constriction around that energy. So to really unfold that so that we can fully feel it and then put it to use for our sensual pleasure, for our connection with the beloved, for creating our work in the world, we can use this energy and channel it into whatever intention we have. I love that distinction between sex and sexual energy. Um, thank you for that. And it and it kind of sticks with my, I have this whole soapbox theory around um, when kids ask, you know, well, where did I come from? And we describe a sex act, um, we're missing sort of that full essence that you just described, which is like, really, you came from this amazing, powerful essence that that gets created in that process. Um, and it does create, I think, confusion of our, it, it connects to our identity, our knowledge of self, our value, our self-worth. Um, and so there are a lot of elements that go into developing ourselves fully on this path of discovering ourselves as sexual beings, um, harnessing that sexual energy. Freddie, what was it like for you as you as you emerge from 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 the drama, if you will? Um, and perhaps that was something lifelong for you, but but you did mention with you and Elspeth the the emerging from that and and seeing that you were really sitting on something that that was powerful and could help a lot of people. Yeah, well, I was introduced to these practices at an early age of 13, living in Hawaii, going through my puberty. My father at the time was a practicing psychiatrist, took pity on me, gave me a book to read on, um, you know, sexual uh, meditation. And wow, so this good father right there. That, that was, was, that I was brilliant. so lucky to have created him as a father. I learned so much from him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I loved it. My girlfriend loved it. And it really shifted how I was able to go on to college, shifting my belief in terms of my capacity to be on athletic scholarship. But these practices in a very practical essence for people, uh, again, lead them back to what they've forgotten. Maybe I didn't say that before, but this is what we do. Because in the beginning, we're in the womb and it's womb service, you know, we're just floating in the embryonic fluid and oh my God, you know, our brains are developing, life is just so easy. And they were born, whoosh, bright light slapped on the bottom. Some guys are getting their wee-wees cut and you're thinking, God, send me back. Then life happens, all these ups and downs and good and bad. And then we get to a point in our life where it's like, okay, I want to create something different. And yet we're looking into the world from all this clay of experiences that we have accumulated. So to shift from this clay to become this curious witness of ourselves is working consciously. There's a lot of ways to get to it. But one of the ways that's unique with what we're sharing is how to work with life force or sexual energy 
uh, to shift that looking at ourselves, that curious witness of ourselves, because oh, yeah. we're in our sexual energy, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive. Chemically, we, we have more endorphins, serotonin, oxytocin, the feel-good hormones. So with the distinctions of breath and energy and intention, we get more unmasked to what we don't see about what we're doing to create what we're getting to begin to flatten and get out of our own way to bring in with gracies and flow what we most deeply desire. And we've seen it happen with couples and individuals all over the world for the last 22 years. Um, you know, forever we've been procreating with this energy, uh, you know, for the last hundred or so years, recreating with the development of contraceptives. And so what we're teaching is age old and how to create with this creative life force energy. Brilliant. Great answers. I love this, folks. The um, and, and I know that since the pandemic, right, the pandemic shocked a lot of relationships, right? All of a sudden you're you're stuck with somebody who usually you're you're kind of separate from a, a lot of the the two-car families or whatever the case may be. And 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 a lot of folks saw sides of themselves and their their significant others or their partners that that they weren't real sure that they liked, right? When we when we came up on those real survival fears of like, wow, this is this is something we haven't encountered before. We're not real sure where we're going from here. We're not real sure we're going to make it out of this. Um, and and then what what trauma programs come up for all of us and that type of thing. So it created a lot of upheaval in our families and our couples and in our relationships. Um, and, and people are sort of doing reparation for that now, right? They're they're having they're having to kind of manage that. And, and it broke up a lot of, of couples um, from, from that experience. So what was, how did your work, what, how was your work impacted by that? And how are you helping, um, helping couples and families sort of evolve from that place now? Yeah, what a great question. So during the pandemic, we shifted, we already had started to do online work through Zoom, particularly in private uh, programs for people mm -hmm. who are not uh, residing in the uh, Chicago area and also were not, of course, able to travel. And, and also we work with both couples and singles because that energy is uniquely ours. So if I want to tap more deeply in the connect, into the connection with my beloved, I want to be first connected with myself because if I'm not intimately connected with myself, how can I tune with that, you know, flow between the two of us? Like an example, you know, when I'm angry, the last thing I want is to connect intimately with Freddie. I am pissed at him. He did something to me. It's his fault. I'm self-righteous. If I want to live in a harmonious relationship, I need to shift from the inside out. So shifting out of my anger is the only way to connect them to my heart and then open my heart to his heart. And that allows me to, you know, listen to him instead of attacking him. Beautiful. So this is even when couples, you know, when we work with couples, mm -hmm. each of them has to do their work the connection with their own intimate self, be that emotionally, mental intimacy, spiritual intimacy, and yes, sexual intimacy. And so then we just put our work on Zoom and we had workshops on Zoom. And uh, of course, now people really love that they can come in person again because there's something very tangible and alive about that. However, we continue 
to do work on Zoom, and it's equally uh, powerful. We do the same practices, mm -hmm. same processes, you know, and the results uh, people get. I'm not sure, did I answer your question? <laughs> you answered it beautifully, beautifully. Um, and we can expand on that that answer also by what are you seeing um, couples really struggling with following the pandemic as they're um, as they're working to put their lives back together. I think the year after, you know, I, people were just sort of hoarding, holding out hope that it was just going to magically go back to how it was. And there seems to have been during 2023, this realization that this is different. Something's emerged, something's different. We're not who we were before we went into the pandemic. And, and sometimes that can shake couples and shake families at their core. What are you all seeing in that space? Or, or has it not really changed for you? Are you not seeing a big difference with the couples you work with it's the same old thing you know it's like um the the uh agonizing about the what so you know oh the weather uh, oh can you believe the uh, traffic uh, da, 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 da. so it's like once we can start to get that i'm actually sourcing my interpretation of something mm -hmm. then i begin to shift how I feel about it. I can't change the weather, but I can shift how I feel about it. Right. So the pandemic is just like this world has been from the beginning, changing always. It's like our lives. We're born, we live, mm -hmm. we die. So these practices are so essential to really being able to ground in the moment because the mind is busy. It's not going to stop. It's going to choose. It's going to, you know, prove, prove its existence by analyzing and having something to fix. And that's just the nature of our beingness. So we can't stop the thoughts. At least I haven't been able to, but I can learn to watch the thoughts without what I call mm -hmm. the felt sense of the thought, you know, look at the traffic without being upset or wishing it different yeah. and just breathe. Mm -hmm. And bring so, this relationship, the capacity to be developed that I can stand in the witness in the face of what may be going on with Freddie. Now, come with the pandemic or anything else. Yeah. And in that sense, it's not, it's not so much different before and after the pandemic because couples mm -hmm. come <laughs> with the same concerns, breakdowns, hopes, wishes. Right. Certain things may have uh, gotten swept out through the pandemic because whatever showed up in the pandemic was already there before. Beautiful. That's, That's right. And it sort of cracked everything open. And it, I call it whack-a-mole, right? It's like the details change, but what you're really talking about are those waves under the surface. Uh, and when we, when we choose only to address the superficial things, right, whatever the weather, the economy, our finances, you know, our, whatever the case may be that that's bothering you in the moment it, it, to the detriment of really paying attention to those waves underneath then we sort of set ourselves up on this continual hamster wheel of constantly having to to deal with these things as they come up and what you're really discussing here are is a way to get under that yeah. right it, it it's sexual energy is creative energy and it's the heart of how everything happens prior to it breaking the surface prior to manifestation. And that's true in our relationships as well. Yeah. One of the key pieces of the sexual is it leads you to the intimacy. And it's the intimacy that allows us to see the emotion, allows us to be in the emotion, allows us to be in the energetic field of something and how it lives for us on a you know neurosynaptic level. Uh, we, we're creating or uh, assisting people, not helping, but assisting, pe assisting people in seeing something energetically getting through something energetically not neuro linguistically 
Beautiful. Well, or, or materially, right. Or physically. And, and so, and it feeds itself, right. There's a fluidity. We like to think of things linearly. We like the formula. We like our nice little neat boxes, but ultimately underneath that surface, it's all sort of swirling and it happens differently in every moment for different people. And when we get comfortable in that, whether it's expressing our creative energy, um, whether it's expressing our sexual energy, I, I believe they're one and the same at, at a root level. Um, it, it's comfortability with the fluidity of it and, and recognizing that that it's how most of us have been trained to see our world is built on this sort of fabricated existence that it, that is ever changing, Freddie, like you mentioned. And and it it can feel terrifying when we base our um, our reality and our security on that sort of fictitious superficiality. But getting comfortable with what's underneath, what's underneath in, inside of us, what's underneath inside of our relationship, with the fact that the people that we're coupling with, the people we're intimate with, have have stuff under their surfaces that de- they're dealing with. Elizabeth, you, you brought up a great point of being able to sit in someone else's discomfort, someone else's churning, someone else's, you know, process, essentially being able to sit and hold space for that um, is a brilliant and very, very beautiful expression that we get to offer each other. There is an exponential power when we choose to come together for good or for bad, right? Right. The, the explosions are just as powerful as the, the creative expressions can be, but we get to choose what we're feeding into those. Um, and so talk to me a little bit about you, you discuss, you know, you do workshops on, on um, virtually as well as in person, but what are some of the issues? Um, like what are some of your favorite stories about the couples that you've worked with um, that our listeners can relate to that they're probably dealing with in their own relationships. Um, can you, can you share a story that, that that's one of your favorites? Yeah. So I want to speak a little bit about what you alluded to that coming to choice, which is facing our own illusions that we live in. So in couplehood, it's like we often live in an illusion actually before couplehood, but how we live about, you know, wishing to be in a relationship or bringing the beloved in or, you know, when we work with individuals is to dig deeper into what is there for me that I look into the world again from a place like through, you know, colored lenses and look over there missing the other person and then at a later point I'm totally disappointed Mm -hmm. I just also want to say that what we share with couples and individuals we live in our relationship because then only we are authentically present in how we are there for others you know so it's an ongoing evolution to really look at what is true for me now which may have been different 20 years ago or yesterday (laughs) yes and to be willing to share this first with myself to acknowledge and share Mm -hmm. particularly in places that may not be so comfortable right like around the sexual the intimate or around money these are these I mean in couplehood these are really trigger points and so 
to be open because that takes us into uncertainty. And the pandemic was a place where we got thrown into un obvious uncertainty. Okay. To, to be willing to go there doesn't have to be there all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But when we come to that place, instead of covering it up, pretending it's not there, no, that we look at what is my heart's desire and have mm. the courage to share this with each other. And then the other to be willing to be open to listen because it may be counter to what they want. Mm -hmm. So when we work with couples, it's so at the core. You know, I thought you would want that too. Or I thought we were always on the same wavelength. Yeah, as an example, one couple, uh, and she at a very early age appropriated the belief that she was not love worthy, beautiful mm -hmm. woman in a relationship with a man who they've been married for 20 years and they, you know, kids and so on. And he can't do enough to say, mm -hmm. I love you because she can't see it. Now they've done therapy and she understood intellectually that connection. So in our work, what was able, she was able to do was get in touch with the neurosynaptic feeling, the vibration, the mm -hmm. frequency of that belief to begin to flatten it, to get a little distance from it, to be a curious witness of herself through the intimacy practices. So it was a different approach to something she knew intellectually, but energetically had not really connected to or found a way or learned a way to flatten and let go and move again with grace, ease and flow towards that thing of, I love you too, and I can accept your love for me, mm -hmm. and I love myself. You know, Fabulous. I love that you're bringing up the vibrational. That's at the heart of the, the superpower body of work is, is the awareness that we're energetic beings. We have an energetic system and we're running programs that most of us are completely unaware of. Um, and I like to bring it back to the pandemic a lot because it forced some of us to look at those programs and go, wait, th I didn't even know that I responded this way because um, you know, for the most part, most of us live lives that aren't constantly in a state of survival. We may think they are in certain moments. We may feel that way, but for the most part, we, you know, we, we've kind of met that, that, that need. Um, and when we face and when we come up against a situation where we're faced with those, we see the programs that run under the surface, sort of in our subconscious, um, that are determining how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about others, what we believe about the world. And we don't get that it's flavoring everything that we do, everything. Um, because for the most part, our lives sort of, like you said, you know, 20 years, kids, you've got the, the career you did, you checked all the boxes. But Elspeth, to your point earlier, like, but there's something missing. And, and I think a lot of times um, we don't necessarily give ourselves permission to say something's missing because we're afraid of what the implications of that might be, particularly in our relationships. Does that mean I have to get a divorce? Does that mean I have to go find somebody else? Does that mean that that this person isn't who I thought they were all this time? Chances are you aren't who you thought you were all this time, you know, and you get to work with that. And if you've built those sort of connections in your relationship, you get an opportunity to work with that with somebody who loves you, with somebody who's going to stand by you, with somebody who's going to reflect back to you your brilliance at a time when, when you're not real sure you remember what that looks like. And there's there's beauty in that, folks. There's real power in that when we come together 
if we know how to come together in the quote unquote right ways or in harmony with our natural creative elements and these energetics that we're talking about, it's the same in our coupling, just a more advanced kind of complex equations going on there as it is inside of each one of us where, you know, when you have two people, you're really dealing with three entities because you've got each other and then you've got the relationship entity, which starts to grow and develop its own programs, its own senses, its own way of being. And, and as that relationship continues, a lot of times that entity supersedes the individuality. And, and if you're not actively in it, right, if you're not growing it, if you're not paying attention, then sometimes it feels like you wake up one day and you're like, wait, who are you? And how did I get here? Um, and those are real moments of opportunity to sit back and say, wait, but who am I? Who am I? And what, what is this revealing to me? Because those layers come off and come off and come off. And that's an ongoing lifetime journey, folks. Like, embrace it, right? You're always going to continually discover new things about yourself and about your partner and about your relationships. When we embrace that rather than fear it, thinking that it means we have to change something, then um, then there's magic in there, right? Th those are the superpowers of us coming together. Freddie, you had something to add to that. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly where, where I was, but it was um, just to say that I'm loving what you're doing and what you're saying. I don't know what the point was I was going to make, but I, <laughs> I, I'm excited. Some, there was something in the moment, you know, and I lost it, but it's okay, because this conversation uh -huh. is so germane for all of us in a body. Uh, <laughs> times people have said to me, oh, well, you know, it sounds a little woo-woo, Freddie, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, what's really woo-woo are single-celled amoebas, multi-celled organisms, and a universe that goes on for ad infinitum, and that's our lineage. We're just beginning <laughs> to tap into something that that's right. And we're part of. And sexual energy was around before we, you know, were had language. Uh, and right. It's that intimacy that is missing. You know, when we 200,000 years ago, whenever it was that we became conscious and aware of our existence, then the mind just gets busy and it's just busy. So learning to remember to just watch all of that. Yeah, actually, could we just show something a little bit like a superpower? For couples to come together quickly. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever you have, whatever cards you've got in that bag of tricks, go ahead and pull those out. Because that when you talked about, you know, it's in the body, it's in the energy, in the frequency, then that sounds still a little bit theoretical. You know, how does it look between how do you begin? Okay. between the couple Good. so it's that instead of when we have differences or Freddie wants something I have considerations about or when we are in a fight you know instead of staying in the head space right wrong making our yeah, points we drop into the heart because the heart is always about connection so there's a beautiful practice okay. you know that actually allows us to do that. So we place uh, our hand on each other's heart. And then we look into our left eyes, each other's left eye, because that the left eye is connected with the right brain hemisphere. That is the feeling, the experiential, the artistic, receptive, receptive and, you know, mm -hmm. part instead of the logical, What? It, why is he looking at me like this? You know, oh, that's... Yeah, so we want to tap into that feeling part. And then we synchronize our breath by breathing in together and breathing out together. When we breathe in, we receive from our beloved's heart 
hand in our heart. And when we exhale, we send, I send my love through my arm, my hand into Freddie's heart. Receiving when we breathe in from the other's heart in hand in our heart. And when we exhale, we send love from our heart through our hand in the beloved's heart. Mm. And then we have a circuit breathing in and breathing out. And automatically we drop into that heart space. Now, we may not, you know, once we have practiced this, we are familiar, our bodies are familiar with it. And our love energy, you know, energy can only travel with the breath. If I don't breathe, I die. So energy and breath go hand in hand. We put to use this not only in the inner circuit, but also in the circuit with another. And then we can just standing, you know, one is at the end uh, of the other uh, uh, space in the room, and we can do this. We just focus on the heart connection. And now that practice, anyone can do it. The practice of it is letting go of your position or the mind chatter, the you know, the cha-cha that's going on, your position, and then you get past the story, the right and wrong of it. Then you tune into the body and the energy where you were hot about whatever it was you were upset mm -hmm. about, anxious yeah. about, and then you can start to flatten that with the breath. And that's how we can start to begin to shift our experience of, and the emotional and the energetic and the frequency of something. You're taking me back. You, you're reminding me of um, we have a modality called the creative energy field activation. And I remember the first time I got the hit. I, I asked my husband, I said, would you be open to like sitting and doing this together? And so I walked us both through it and it was very similar um, in, in its undercurrents there. Um, and it was magic, right? The, the coherence factor when we come vibrationally. And, and folks, the trick to this stuff is that it may seem a little bit foreign to your day-to-day -day activities right now, a little woo-woo, a little bit out there. But what happens is, is as you start to practice this stuff, you realize just how asinine our, our previous version of looking at the world is. And, 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 it, and what used to feel so real starts to lose its potency and just dissipate. And there's nothing more liberating than being able to let go to being able to let go of that that fight, of that clinching, to letting that breath come through. Our true power and freedom that we all seek lies in knowing and being able to utilize these tools. And so if you find that you're challenged with this in, inside of yourself, with the, the person you're being intimate with, then, then check out the Tantra Nova Institute. Um, we'll have a link on the episode page for that. It's Tantra Nova I don't want to steer people wrong. Tantranova.com. Mm -hmm, Make sure yes. you're going and checking out what they've got going on. Um, if you want the techniques, the CIFA techniques, you know, go over to superpowerexperts.com and click on the courses there. That's our energetic sensitization process. There are so many resources out there. Um, but, but when it comes to the sexuality, trust the folks who've worked with so many couples in this space who eat, breathe and sleep their work, right? Who become it, who allow it to become them and are constantly in it, right? You, you know, the folks, the practitioners who walk their walk and talk their talk and, and, and are, are willing to be transparent in their own journey, like Elsbeth and Freddie here. That's really important when you're looking for practitioners because this stuff evolves us. And if we get too stuck in our way of being, 
then then we're not listening to our own messages, right? We're not listening to that flow. We're not dancing in the waves, if you will. And there's really nothing more brilliant and um, fulfilling in this existence than learning to do that in yourself and then to learn to do that with someone else. Um, it's magical, folks. If you want to talk about sexual superpowers, you think sex is good now, you know, let's amp it up a few notches. Um, add that vibrational undertone to it, add those deep connections on all of those layers. And we're talking, you know, like how the 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 electrical grids don't, you know, fire off every time. I don't know, but there that's our energy source. And when you know how to harness your energy source. That's power. And when we talk about superpowers, I dare say that's the only superpower that matters is knowing how to manage your energetic system, harness your own power, harness your own energy, and come into harmony with other people. It's brilliant. So before we sign off for the day, first of all, thank you both so much for joining us. What what last little tidbit? Thank you for the exercise, for the demonstration. Folks, practice this. What can people do on their own? I, I love the hand of the heart. I'd imagine that you can do that in yourself, taking the breaths and putting the hand on your own heart. But what can people start right now? Let's say someone's like, oh my gosh, I love this, but but my partner's never going to do it. Yeah, I My partner's say- not interested. What do, you, what do you have for those folks? Actually, we would like to give everyone who is listening today a gift. Beautiful. Some of the practices, you know, what we alluded to here with a heart-to-heart connection. And um, it's a link that they can access, you know, on the show notes um, and get that video. So all of you who are listening right now, you have an opportunity to take this into your life and be guided by us Mm -hmm. in that video class where we teach these foundational practices of conscious breath, of energy awareness, of connecting with your heart, of moving your energy from the bottom to the top, how to connect with the beloved, and then how that is being taken further into the sexual realm, both in solo practice and in partner practice, so that you can gain you know, further insight and most importantly, an experience because it lives in experience. I love that. Where can we send people to find that? Uh, The link, I will resend the link to you again. So then if they, if you could put it on the show notes. Perfect. uh, So for our audio listeners, make sure you're going to the site to check out the episode page. Um, But if not, then make sure you go over to tantranova.com and reach out to Elsbeth and Freddie, and they'll guide you from there. Folks, there's nothing more um, important that you can do for yourself than to harness that essence, than to connect into yourself, um, and then to be that expression in your life and in the world. Um, the world is ready for us to shine brightly. Um, it's receptive, and um, it's waiting for you to do that. Your life is waiting for you to do that. So so harness those abilities now. Freddie, Elsbeth, thank you both so much for coming on the show Definitely, you have sexual superpowers, relational superpowers, and we can't thank you enough for your generosity in sharing those with the world and with others and for constantly being in your own practice. That that matters, and and, and we uh, you've got big fans over here at the network. Thank you, thank so, you so much, much Tanya. Yeah. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, thank you for listening. We know we're ranked where we are because of you. Um, and until next time, remember who you are. We love you. Love each other. Goodbye for now.
Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.